was former Canucks captain Bo Horvat a problem in Vancouver? There was a spicy quote from JT Miller that got the fan base riled up. Kyle and I are going to talk about it today. It's Begsy, it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and thanks for listening to today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. We want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And before we dive into the show, we want to make you for make we want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube where the best way you can help us grow is to listen every day and subscribe and as always i'm joined by my co-host my brother of 11 years now kyle bowen how you doing man i like what you did there you know it's it hasn't been 11 years it's actually been actually closer to 12 but i know why you avoided that number pretty cool pretty cool what's up what's up canuck nation right the Canuckleheads. The fan base. The reason why we're doing this, right? It's a fan first program. Uh, ironically, we leave the comments till the end of the show, and we're nothing without you guys for real. So, we uh, we really do appreciate the feedback, the comments, the tweets, and whatnot. And you, you ask me how I'm doing. I'm all over the place. But again, this is not a Kyle Balance show. It's a Canuck show. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you, you talked about uh, touching on the comments from the fans at uh, the very end of the show because, yeah, we're, we're nothing without the listeners, but we got to touch on probably the spiciest comment to come out uh, yesterday involving the Vancouver Canucks, and that was courtesy of JT Miller. Uh, and this was tweeted out by Farhan Lalji after practice or, or the morning skate yesterday. Uh, I'm going to read it out for the audio-only people listening to the show. But Miller said, this wasn't too fun of a place to be in the beginning and mid part of the year. It was a bit shit show it really was a lot of distraction i think we've moved on we understand who we're going to be moving forward it's fun to come to the rink again now of course when things are going bad in vancouver people are stirring up the drama whether it's real or not and for a long time in this market it was a bit of jt versus Bo. you know Bo, the nice quiet courteous leader versus jt who's known to be a bit more brash a bit more of a loud mouth and obviously you didn't really hear uh, Bo Horvat dropping uh, any swear words when he was talking to the media. So I had people stirred up again yesterday. Tweets coming out about how, hmm, it's kind of interesting how once Bo Horvat gets traded out of town, the Canucks start winning games. Maybe he was the problem. Uh, Kyle, maybe I'll throw it to you first and ask you know what your thoughts on that situation are. Or maybe just your thoughts initially when you saw the quote. Yeah, the quote was not... Not really, not really surprising because you're talking to a, an emotional player during a time in which the team is starting to play better and he's starting to play a lot better. So it's not surprising for him to be more like, oh yeah, right now it's way better. It's way better. It's way better. I just can't spend too much time diving into the connection of the debate. Like, oh, because Bo Horvat's gone. Uh, this quote makes so much sense, blah, blah, blah. Yo, you said it yesterday, bro. You said it yesterday. 
they're doing better because the pressure's off. Show me you can do this when the pressure's on, and then we can kind of dissect what changes actually led to this result. Because right now, you, what you said really stuck with me. The pressure's off. They're playing better. It's not a Horvat thing. This is, again, because the pressure's off. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, I, I think it's too convenient just to start blaming Horvat because, you know, he leaves town. The team start winning games. It's There's so many things that go into it. And, you know, I, I think, you know, our, our good buddy Tambir, and I'm not sure if Tambir is listening to today's episode of Locked On Canucks, but I think he was tweeting out something along the lines of, you know, hey, hold, up, just, hold up, hold up, hold up. Call him Tambir from Surrey, okay? Come on. Tambir from Surrey. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot his, his full name. His full name. Tambir from Surrey. More <laughs> shout outs to Surrey, okay? Locked On Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks. I know, I know. And you're probably listening from anywhere, right? Canucks got worldwide fans, but Surrey has a lot of Canuck fans, okay? Continue. <laughs> Yeah, I think he was basically tweeting some along the lines of how Bo was just, you know, beloved in the media. So no one in the media wants to talk bad about him. And I will say from my personal experience, I, I haven't spent as much time around as the Canucks as some of the more seasoned reporters. Um, but even when I had a, a couple one-on-one -on -one moments with Bo and he was, you know, extremely courteous. And I'll tell you, just from my personal experience, my, my first one-on-one -on -one experience with Bo was, uh, you know, when I was first at Nux Misconduct, I, I crashed Nux Misconduct. I crashed the Jake Milford golf tournament because it's here. It's here in Surrey, uh, pretty close to my office. So uh, I took off for an hour and uh, chatted to some players one on one and some were kind of standoffish and, and a little more prickly. Uh, but Bo was super courteous and willing to talk to me, even though I was just kind of some some no name dude who just who just showed up with the phone and started talking. So, um you know what whether or not you want to say he was just kissing up to media or he, genuinely he's a good person i tend to think it's the latter you know um so yeah i, I think it's definitely a bit overblown Bo was too easy of a, of a scapegoat a scapegoat you want to know the real reason why they were probably not too happy in my opinion i mean you know you start off the season the way they did and you have jim rutherford publicly calling out the coach who the Ooh. players all tend to love from every report I think that was a big problem for the Canucks this season. I think Bruce Boudreaux earned the opportunity to go into the season with this team. But when you're like five games into the season, things aren't going well. And then you get the president of the team who's saying the coach basically sucks. How's the, how do you think that makes the players feel? It puts them in a weird spot because they're starting to feel even more pressure. And, you know, they're obviously they feel like they've let down the coach who they love. And then all of a sudden, it's not really that fun to play hockey anymore. So that, that's kind of my take on, you know, a lot of things went wrong. And like roster construction is obviously a big one. But I think that's that's a main reason why it wasn't fun to play at the rink early on in the season, as JT Miller was alluding to yesterday. Yeah. And I, I feel as if, what's the record under talking? Like 12 and 9, whatever. You know, I, I just feel as if whatever quote you got yesterday was, again, a combination of, Again, them playing a lot better. It's, the weather's getting a little bit better in the city too. You know, just just you're comparing. You're comp I can't again discredit Bo Horvat for what he did over here as a Vancouver Canuck because this team is playing better hockey now. That's just the weirdest thing to say because the pressure's off. And also, let's say this: Horvat was a competitor, bro. He was fiery, bro. This dude left it all nice. He was, bro. He was, man. Didn't it didn't result in like a winning combination, but. I feel as if his intensity was was there on the ice. And then, bro, before before he left the Canucks, he was turning into a legitimate goal scorer when he was surrounded with good players. Like, I don't know. I can't I can't knock this guy, man. It's 
It's he was also having, he was having a career season before he got yeah. traded. It wasn't like yeah. Bo Horvat was the problem here. I, man. Horvat I, was again, I've, I've had a, Yeah, I've had a few opportunities to talk to Bo, and you know, it might be an easy excuse to say, like, oh, Bo's just the media darling, but I think he's just genuinely a good dude, honestly. And yeah, yeah it's just it's way too easy to just make him the scapegoat here. Um, even if you know Bovillier is outperforming it here and Bo 2.0 is putting up more points than uh, the former Canuck captain Bo Horvat, you know, that's just a decide. Okay. It's kind of well, fun, but. Okay, well that okay that has a lot to do with it too. Let's not let's not kid ourselves as well. I think, I think the team is playing a little bit better because Bovillier is bringing something else to the table. He's actually being an impact player, and it's kind of allowed the fan base to have some ammo against Horvat because he's better than a lot of us thought he was going to be for the Canucks. It just it's just a story, man. It's just a story. Whether it's true or not, we'll never know. We weren't in that dressing room, but I've very much doubt it. And again, I can't really give a lot of credit to this organization for what they've done recently on the ice because <laughs> I want to swear, man. I'm going to swear right now, okay? This shit don't matter, dude. This shit don't matter. For real. For real, man. It's a smokescreen, dude. And the players got to know that too, man. This is Vancouver. This is Vancouver. This is the fan base from Vancouver, whoever cheers for the Vancouver Canucks. There is an expectation, man. For real. And it deserves to be, and we're educated, and we know. A lot of us know. Again, for the third time, I'll bleep it out. This shit don't matter. So these games, this success, how it feels in the dressing room right now in the middle of March, good for y'all, but it doesn't really do much for us because it's the same thing every year. Yeah. I want to bring up one more story before we move on to uh, the second segment today of Locked On Canucks. And that is, you know, for people trying to drive a wedge between Bo and JT and say that Bo is the problem, Explain this, okay? So the last game that Bruce Boudreau was behind the bench, it was Bo and JT together that gave Bruce Boudreau the belt for his last game. You know, if Bo was the problem, I mean, come on. Why why is it him and JT getting together and making that gesture towards Bruce, Bruce Boudreau? I mean, again, it's there's it's it's pretty easy to poke holes in this story. And, you know, it, Bo Horvat was not the problem in Vancouver. There's many problems yeah. with this organization, but no, it was still, not Bo the, Horvat. The problems still exist. Like, don't we, <laughs> yeah. don't we don't we bring a situation or a dilemma like this up when the problem is solved and we can kind of look back and connect dots? Dude, we're still in this problem. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And we, we, we got all offseason to do some, uh, yeah. to pick apart this roster and look at roster construction, but... You know, in the second segment today, I, we'll call this the segment a working title, but I'm, I'm thinking of calling it this or that. I think would you rather is a bit uh, overdone. So we're going to call it this or that. And I want to look at Quinn Hughes versus Miro Heiskanen. But before we compare two of the best defensemen in hockey, I need to tell you that the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Okay. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super duper easy to use. Yeah, let me interfere. Sure. Okay. Well, what, what, what were the odds that Aaron Rodgers would go into the Jets? I, can you can you bet on those things? Again, I'm new to the betting world. I'm pretty sure you could do those things. Maybe FanDuel doesn't offer it, but man, oh man, what a time. If you put money on that, congratulations. I just want the people listening to this to have blessings in their life for real so go get your bets right with FanDuel go ahead Begsy continue yeah I will say from a betting perspective I think it's pretty much known at this point that Rodgers is going to go to the Jets so I would say the odds on that or the payout on that is not going to be uh 
very lucrative. Yeah, yeah. What, you, that, what you might need that. to do if you're betting on that or, or something else in the NBA is do a same game parlay, which you can do on FanDuel. So if you are betting on the NBA, don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yes, yes, yes. And again, if you're listening to this and you just listen to that, blessings are coming your way. Use FanDuel, bet on some sports, and have some fun. Have some fun, okay? And a lot of meaningless hockey games to be uh, to be played here, right, for us in our eyes. I think you can add more meaning into your life when you put a little money on the line responsibly with FanDuel. Speaking of something responsible, let's hear a responsible take from you. Would you rather have Miro Heiskanen or Quinn Hughes on your hockey team? This guy, this guy just took a crap on everyone whose segments are called "Would you rather?" Like, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to call it this or that. And then you just ask, "Would you rather have?" <laughs> it is what it is. Locked on Canucks every day. I would. Come on, man. Come on. West Coast bias. Obviously, you gotta gotta pick my boy Quinn Hughes, the best Canucks defenseman in history, and he's just getting better and better and better. And bro, I don't watch a lot of Dallas Stars games. Okay, for real, for real. I can't lie to the people. And Quinn Hughes makes it an easy choice. I feel as if the better question may be, you know, it's it's like I feel like I feel like if someone asked me, would you rather have like Quinn Hughes or Kale McCarr? The easy answer is Kale McCarr. But yeah, who who else gives you a place where you have to like really think about it when? Oh, I I, I think it's a I don't think it I don't think it's an easy choice at all between Quinn Hughes and Mira Heiskanen. In fact, I would I would probably lean Mira Heiskanen. Oh man, this guy. And you know, if if you want to bring out the the data, the numbers, uh, I'm looking at the athletics player cards here. And you know, they use a couple a couple interesting stats, goals, goals saved above average, uh, or sorry, goals scored above average, and um then the market value based on the analytics. So um Basically, the the GSVA stat they use is how many wins does this player individually provide to the team. Okay. So Miro Heiskanen is on pace to deliver 3.7 wins to the Dallas Stars this season. Hughes is at 3.1. So again, both fantastic players, but Heiskanen edging him edging him out. Uh, last season, Heiskanen was also ahead of Hughes, 3.6 in 2021 22, uh, 2.8 last year for Quinn Hughes. Um, market value. Uh, Hughes is at t- worth 10.6 million according to the Athletics player player cards. Um, Heiskanen's is worth 12.4 million. Whoa! And I so think the biggest div- the the biggest divide here that what I'm seeing is based on their defensive metrics. So Quinn Hughes this year, he's definitely been better defensively. Um, his numbers were actually better last season uh, in terms of the underlying defensive stats. But as we know, as a whole, the Canucks <laughs> have not defended well this year and. I think that's one of the important caveats to remember is that Aquin Hughes is playing for a terrible Canucks team. I know he's had some good stretches with Shannon Bear, but this is a terrible defensive team. The Stars are a good defensive team, so that inherently boosts Heiskanen's numbers. Um, but that's who, one of the biggest gaps playing? here. Who's playing with Heiskanen? Who, who's playing with Heiskanen? Is he playing with uh, so Heiskanen this season? Yeah, Heiskanen this season has mainly played with Colin Miller, who is a bit of a cast off from Buffalo, but the two have, have found okay. some good chemistry this season. Um, and man, then last season, I, can't remember, I don't know who exactly who he was playing with last year. Sorry, I keep um, talking over you, man. My bad, but it's good for Heisken. Good. Like he, if he's doing that to a guy like Colin Miller, and you can you can argue that Hughes has done that for Shannon, partially to Ethan Bear 
again for Heiskanen to do that. That's that's mad impressive on a winning team too. Mad impressive. Yeah, I, I will say just just from watching them, I think it has Heiskanen has that advantage because he's he can be a little bit more physical. You know, he's at about six one two hundred, whereas Hughes is you know five ten one eighty. So. Heiskanen does have that advantage. They're both in such incredibly good skaters. Like I would love to see Heiskanen versus Hughes, maybe in some kind of foot race or some kind of skills competition. Cause to me, they're just two of the best skaters in the NHL. Um, and another thing where Heiskanen has the advantage is he just scores more goals. You know, Hughes is on pace this season for uh, 82 points. Um, that was uh, of a few days ago. So that, that might've changed, but he's on pace for 82 points, which is incredible. Um, but 75 of those are assists, whereas Heiskanen's only on pace for 65 points, but he's on pace for 13 goals. So, I, you know, in that sense, Heiskanen can be a bit more dangerous offensively. But I do think offensively, they're probably a bit of a wash where, where Heiskanen shines through, is on, or shines through is on the defensive side of things. So just something I think is easy for yourself, Kyle, and for other Canucks fans to get caught in the bubble of like, yeah. oh, Pedersen and Hughes are the greatest. But, you know, between Heiskanen and Hughes, I think it's a fascinating debate. And I would probably say Heiskanen's, uh, the more valuable player. Okay, well, you know what to do, people watching this. Let's let's leave it up to the people. Tell us in the comments who would you rather have. And you know, you you're that guy, man. You're you're watching you're watching more games than than I am. And you know, don't worry, I got the NHL package coming, right? September's uh, around the corner. You know, we'll get a new TV in here, and we're gonna give it to the people. Locked on Canucks every day. Kyle Bowen's gonna watch more hockey. Why? Because we have to. And I, I will I will say though, I think I think having like what were you saying about Hughes having all those assists and still putting up more points than Heisken and maybe like what, 10 more points this year is going to edge him out by that much or way more? What's the Yeah. Number? So from the, the player cards here, they were updated. Actually, they're only updated two days ago. So it's pretty accurate, but Hughes is on mm -hmm. pace for 82 points. Heisken is on pace for 65 points. 17 more points. But Heisken and I think both players actually had a couple assists. I know Heisken and for sure had a couple assists last night. I, I mean, he's 17 more points, points though, man. Night. Yo, 17 yep. more points, aka 17 more quote unquote goals. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But Heisken, like, dude, but Heisken in way over Quinn Hughes, right? Trevor begs, man. First off, doesn't yeah. even call out Surrey in the beginning of the show. Now he's just picking this guy over our guy. And it's like, dude, man, you're still from the West Coast, but I get it, right? No bias, no bias. Honest yeah. person. This this is also like a definitely a breakout season for Heiskanen offensively. So his career high in points heading into this season was 36. So I mean Hughes has offensively been way ahead of him there. But you know, now this season he's got 56 points in 65 games, whereas Hughes is 61 and 62. So I, I got mean, one more question. You know, we, we've seen this from Hughes offensively in the past. We haven't seen Heiskanen perform at this level offensively. I got one more question. We got a couple more minutes before the break. Yes, a couple more minutes before the break. Why do you think, and the answer is probably super simple, but why do you think, Trevor Beggs, everyone is having career years this year? Why are goals up? Why is it happening at this rate? Because, again, everyone, everyone is having career years. I mean, I think it's just the the natural evolution of the game. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my daughter's only two and a half. I'm not sure if she's going to play hockey, but for my friends who have boys in hockey right now, it's like these kids are learning skills at like age eight and nine. Like, mm -hmm. no, I, I will say my, my ice hockey career ended when I was 12, but there was no skills coaches, you know? So just from, it's, it's just organic in the game right now. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, hockey is such a money factory in general. Like that's one of the sad things about our sport um, for, for younger parents and, and younger kids. But these kids are just more and more skilled at a younger age. Like they're just doing crazy stuff. 
like my 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 uh, coworker was telling me about his kids uh, talking to him the other weekend. These are eight and nine year old kids, and there's like kids attempting like the Michigan. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just the natural evolution of the game. Like players are more skilled, they're faster, um, and I just don't think I don't know if goaltending and defense will ever keep up with with this clutch and grab type of NHL gone, but the offensive creativity is shining through and it's like a number of things too. There's less enforcers, less plugs. Pretty much everyone that plays now can, can skate and shoot and has good skills, Mm -hmm. which wasn't the case even like 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 I hear you. I hear you. That makes a lot of sense. I was going to say something, but I feel as if I'll get in trouble for it. Like I'm going to talk about an Oilers player, who I feel as if he's done a lot for the game over the last six years. And I know he's still in the middle of his career and the early part of his peak peak, but I think he has a lot to do with it. But again, not an other show, a Canuck show. Yeah, no, you're on to something. I, I think it's more than that, but I, I do think he definitely has mm-hmm. an effect. Um, you know why all these kids also might be good, Kyle? Actually, I don't know if we could pre- uh, advertise this for kids, but <laughs> let me tell you why I'm starting to feel great recently. That's because I've been eating Built Bar. Let's go. You know, I, I again, about a month ago, I was on vacation, drinking, eating, feeling like a degenerate. Um, but I came home, I've been a bit healthier and that's because I've been eating built bar. So if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise the taste and Kyle, I've got just a thing for you. What do you got, man? What do you got? You, you got to try it. You got to try this thing called built because with built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously. These built bars are so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. So what makes built bar so good? <laughs> that's well, a, that's, starters, that, that's how good these things taste for real, man. They taste like a chocolate chocolate bar from the gas station you know for real for real treat yourself. you're gonna have two have some with milk it could be almond Ooh. milk right it could be whatever milk you want it could be soy milk it could be, it could be grass milk okay it could be whatever milk you want to milk or drink you know just have it with some milk and you'll be built for real built for success yeah i'm teaching my daughter how to dip uh cookies in milk right now right oh, now wow. she like i don't know she's not quite getting the concept she just pretty much like leaves her whole cookie in the milk yeah. And then drinks the milk. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. But we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe I need to teach you how to dip built bars in some milk. And you know, if I'm dipping built bars in milk for me myself, I'm probably mm-hmm. dipping the peanut butter brownie one in there. Mm-hmm. But you could also, you know, dip other flavors like churro or coconut almond. Um, I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Always want those macros, right, Kyle? Macros. And, What's a macro? And, that's a great question. Let's 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 just yeah. skip past it. Right. What's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can order your favorite flavor of Built Bars today at Built.com. That's great, man. Peanut butter chocolate or Henrik and Daniel Sedin. Um, well, what's the better combination, man? Those you are know, both give me a, those longer, are both give me a lot of happiness. You know, exactly. Exactly. Peanut butter and chocolate have done it. Longer though, I wonder what the reaction was, right? Before the first person who ever did that, and that's pretty genius because he didn't even make chocolate. He, he he didn't even invent peanut butter, but there he was, put the two together, and it's like, dude, I'm the mm. inventor of Reese's Pieces. Like, are you serious? I'm gonna uh, be in the game for 700 years, and that's impressive, man. Anything is possible. Just put your mind to it and eat good stuff. And Bill Bars are good for you, for real. Health yeah. as well. Comet Corner, my favorite part of the show because I love the people, man. And again, love me or hate me, it's go Canucks go. And we're all here for a reason. It's because we care about this team. For real, for real, for real. Okay, first comment 
comes from Alex, okay? And we talked about how, yes, how it was pretty evident that the Canucks weren't going to lose a lot of games here. And he's bringing up the point that how how teams are taking it lighter on the Canucks, right? He said, he said something about how people are playing backups against inferior competition and our schedule is crazy easy from now on. Now on out, we're going to win games. I think that's a, a lethal combination for those who actually want the Canucks to tank or lose games. Like, yeah, if teams are taking it easy against a team that has Patterson, Hughes, Miller, Demko, it's, yeah, Canucks are going to win some games. Yeah, I mean, well, last night in Dallas, we saw Matt Murray 2.0, which confused the heck out of me, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, the trade deadline's passed. Like, what's Matt Murray doing in uh, the Dallas start? I was, I was confused out of my tree, man. And then, obviously, I realized it's a different Matt Murray. I guess you know, uh, Matt Murray, or like, that's, that's, I guess it's a common enough name. But yeah, I mean, that was one example last night. You know, you're you're, you're facing a backup goalie. Uh, Anaheim Ducks when they came into town last week. We got, um, oh, what's his face? Lucas Dostal instead of John Gibson. So, yeah, it's certainly a thing, right? If, um, you know, I, I wondered about the Ducks logic there. It's like, you know, maybe we'll just play our good guy against all the good teams because we're probably going to lose. And then we'll play our bad guy against the bad teams to make sure we also lose those games. So mm-hmm. it was a pretty, pretty good tanking strategy by the Anaheim Ducks. But there's definitely something to it, right? I mean, inherently as motivation these guys are all obviously competitive they're always obviously all trying to win games but there's a different motivation factor for let's say a team like the los angeles kings when you're playing like the vegas golden knights and you got a bit of a rivalry you're you're battling with them in the standings um then playing a team like the vancouver canucks who's way out of it right now so mm-hmm. yeah there's there's that an inherent motivation that makes it easier to get up for for games that matter compared to games that don't really matter that much every game matters though man especially if uh your team coming in needing points against. yeah it's easy to say every yeah. game matters but there's 82 games you ask four NHL players like some some games are easier to get up for than other games for sure it happens man it happens uh, i barely heard what you said there because he's kind of sound like a robot but it is what it is okay and then we had this guy can't pronounce his name he, he's he's pretty much stating what a lot of people are stating too and we've been saying this for weeks you know you're blaming this on management there's no direction they always want to be in the middle they don't plan for the future they plan for the now when they're they're way back there they're trading first round picks blah 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 i think there are more of those fans than ever and it brings it brings it back to the the beginning of the show where we brought up the bo horvat thing the jt miller thing and how people are comparing the the recent hot streak of the canucks to Horvat's departure from Vancouver. And I think a lot of people are like you and I who are like, dude, there's nothing here. Like these games don't matter. We can't really compare the, the success of these games to anything that just happened a couple months ago. It's just, these are all meaningless stuff. Like it's nothing. This team just keeps doing the same stuff and this is all smokescreen and they got to get it right. They got to get it right this off season. You know, I, I think less fans are going to look at the, the 12 and five stretch at the end of the season and be like, yo, we, we got the fundamentals, right? We're ready for September. Rick Tockett's here. Defense wins championships. This is what we needed. I think less fans are going to be relying on that to get them through the next season. It's going to be about the off season for real. It's the, I feel as if it's so big, it's so big that if nothing is done or similar moves or just chaotic, reckless moves are made in the off season, a lot of people will drop their season tickets and that, Yo, I could see games in October not like being as empty as they are now. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, I think this fan base, you know, it's first off, it's a very educated fan base. You listen out there, you're smart. You know your you know your oh, stuff, yeah. especially about this hockey team. And I don't think there's any fool in this fan base. You know, we've seen it before. Not we don't have to go back 10 years. We can go back to last year. We saw a team that was finished the season strong, didn't make the playoffs, came back and sucked. Mm-hmm. So I think that same pain, that same skepticism is going to be there until they prove otherwise. Because yeah. this team has kept doing the same things for 10 years now under two different general managers, trading first round picks, trying to retool, rebuild on the fly, keep spinning their tires. And, you know, it's almost certainly tied to ownership. But again, as a, as a fan of this team, I, I know we all are, are screaming rebuild until our until our lungs run out of air, but it's probably not going to happen. So the best thing we can do is just hope. And hope, it's, hope, it'd be easier hope. for the fan base to sell hope if they did things that the fans wanted. That's not happening. But there, there's talent on this roster. Um, great goaltender, great defenseman, uh, amazing center in Pedersen. And, yes. you know, they, they obviously try to add to make this team better. I still think there's a ton of skepticism, but all we can do is hope. All we can do is hope. And right before the end of the show, got to say this. Just add on to what I said about what October could look like. I think the the right answer is okay. Let's say they don't have a lot of success in the off season and October's slow for the Canucks. Like they're just losing games. I think November could look ugly. January, mm-hmm. uh, December could look ugly for the attendance in Rogers Arena for real. It's since they bought into next season, the start has to be incredible. It has to be incredible. There's no there's no five hundred. Something has to happen to get these people excited because. They're really not hopeful at all. That was locked on Canucks, though. Every day, every day, every day. I'm hearing, I'm hearing a bit of an echo. If that was happening throughout the whole episode, I'm sorry. It is what it is. We're still learning here a couple weeks into this, but we appreciate all the listens. We appreciate all the new subscribers. And again, the comments, man. Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen, we fans too, yo. So we know we know what it is, right? And we, we know it's all about you, the fans, for real. 100%. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game. Locked On NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And thanks for listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.